The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. But winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Tia and answer Winter's Call. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tia. And today we talk about OPSEC, operational security. So let's define terms, shall we? Operational oh, security is to uh, get away with shit and not let other people know what you're doing. No, I'm kidding. Biblically, it is do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. <laughs> Basically, there are people in a grid down situation that, or any type of survival situation uh, or national disaster who, if they know you have shit, will sell you out. We'll take advantage of you and try to take your stuff. We call it, it shopping. You call it shopping. I call <laughs> it being a marauder and a looter. But, you know, if you want to take the L and BLM and claim it as your own, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Look, 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 look. I'm going to be honest with you. We've had this discussion. When it comes to survival prepping, shit hits the fan until I'm in a position where I have the ability to perpetuate the lifestyle that we want. Everybody else is I get farm. It. I get it. No, but no, I look at it this way. That there are different levels of OPSEC. There is the OPSEC where you're hiding your stuff and you're trying to coordinate with your group um, from the government. Uh, there is the OPSEC about not letting your neighbors know what you have. If you are in a superior position and feel that it is your need or your want to share to uh, how to hide your supplies so that if somebody was to go, hey, how come he got a can of Spam and I only got a tablespoon of salt? You know, that kind of stuff. He who does not work does not eat. Also biblical, but more importantly, it, uh, there are people, okay, I do not like Henry Kissinger at all. Just, let's, get that right out there the the kissinger the the rockefellers those types of people i'm not gonna besmirch their character but they made an interesting statement there they believe in a philosophy as the uh useless feeders and breeders there are the people that will not take their own agency they will not fight to survive they will not go and prepare ahead of time and they are consistently Dependent on the system for their way of life. So, I agree to the extent that those people exist. I don't necessarily agree with the way that they want to take care of them, but... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But in a grid-down situation or a national emergency, whether it be from the government declaring martial law, like, like we talked about last time, or, you know, La Palma collapsing, creating a tsunami to take out the East Coast, that kind of stuff. Well, and what I find interesting is, let's define useless mouth. 
there are some people that may not have a technical skill. They may not have a hands-on skill, but they have something else that is useful. Labor. That's not, as I say, that's not a useless mouth. You may have someone that the only thing they're good at is, for lack of a better way of saying it, let's say that you have somebody that is only good at medical stuff. That's not useless because that's, that's an important a, see, skill. That's, that's, a, that's an but, important no, skill. They I'm may talking not have about other. people who won't do anything no, those for are their the people own agency. Well, they're useful too. They're called fertilizer. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> But no, I mean, you sit here and you have people that have, I believe that there are certain classifications of people that you can generalize them in. You have your thinkers, your idea, your creative type people. You have your, uh, you have your uh, skills-based people, and then you have your manual labor type people. And all of those are useful you just need to use them in the right spot. It is. It only becomes an issue, really, when people think that they're creative and all they're really good is mowing the lawn. Yeah. Okay. Look, there are people that are that can build a house, right? I take my father for example. When he was before the the dementia hit, he could tell you every specification, everything you needed to know about the house. But ask him to build it, he couldn't do it. He didn't have the strength to. But then you have people that maybe they don't have the intelligence or the knowledge or the know-how, but they're good at following the orders and getting stuff done. Yeah. That's useful. Yeah. But you don't put them in charge of designing the house and then the guy that can't do the physical labor in charge of building the house. All right. So before I joined the Navy, I was an electrician. And I'm going to tell you the sparky. story. Yeah, I was a sparky. And I'm going to tell you, colorblind too, by the way. So I'm going to tell you a story about, <laughs> you learn very quickly. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you a story about people who have more brains and technical know-how than common sense. We worked in a building and every exterior wall on this building, when we were doing the emergency lights, was glass. And according to his schematics, we had to mount the emergency lights to the exterior wall. It's glass. Exactly how would you like us to do that? Not my problem. Figure something out. You're the grunt. You're the one who makes it work. Roger that. So we went and took uh, a silicone cock and sit here, ran around and stuck it to the exterior window. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. And then, because the wires had to also be attached to the exterior or inside of the wall, we just siliconed all of the uh, wires. So you had these designs. Now, here's the best part about that, ready? The windows were smoked. So when the architect comes in and goes, what did you do? Look, we tried to warn you. And you told us to make it work. So we made it work. He goes, you can't do that. Well, technically I can because I did. But <laughs> he goes, that looks horrible. Well, what would you recommend? So he goes up and he rips one off of the wall, destroying the cock. Okay, that's fine. It also pulled the smoke out of the window. So... Because the architect wouldn't listen to us, 
his company end up having to replace every exterior window on that building. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still wrapping my brain around the colorblind guy working with electrical wiring. <laughs> they have they have wire numbers for a reason, and you learn really quick to have a red and a green item with you so that you can compare the shades of gray. Mm-hmm. So wait, wait, wait. So he ripped it off. Okay, we're getting a little distracted here, but I have got to know. Was it on every window? Mm-hmm. And he ripped them off of every window. No, no. I ripped them off of every window. He ripped it off the first one. And since it had to be taken care of, I took it off of all of them. And all of the windows had to be replaced. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I've run into that when I was welding. Be like, here, this is the shape that it needs to be. This is exact dimensions that it needs to be. And I kept going, yeah, but I can't do that. Why not? Because you can't get a weld on that side. You will do it. Okay. And then I watched the uh, the big ginormous stainless steel tank that he made for dipping car parts in. I watched it just bow out in the sides and then explode. <laughs> He's like, you didn't weld it properly. I was like, I did everything that you specified I should do. And that's when I learned there's a term called malicious compliance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really good at that. Like uh, when I used to work with the other trades, we had a building where uh, we... The electricians go in and they run the wires and the pi- the pipe fitters run through and sometimes they step on each other. So we'll like skip a room and go into the other room. But the rockers, the drywallers aren't supposed to come in until after we've run all the wires through. Well, <clears throat> we had a rocker who was pissed off at our company because it's just a pissing contest, but This is where the term malicious compliance can very quickly go out of hand. So Mm -hmm. I said, how am I supposed to sit here and uh, run my wires through the drywall? None of the the two-by-fours have their holes drilled through them. None uh, None of the structure has the ability for me to run wires. And I have to put them behind the wall because this was a, a wet room. He goes, not my problem. So I went and talked to the architect. He says, well, knock some holes in the wall and just run the wire through that. Roger that. Bink, 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 every four inches. Redo the redo the drywall. Okay, so one thing about OPSEC then at that particular point, uh, you know, let's just not even call it OPSEC. At that point, remember to put the right people in the right job. Otherwise, shit goes wrong but no that 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 really doesn't have anything to do with OPSEC. it we doesn't kinda, but kind of went <laughs> off <got> sidetracked <laughs> so so when it comes to prepping why is OPSEC important well allow me to read you an interview and i'm only going to do parts of it right uh i'm a, i'm only going to cite you parts of it because it's important that this is what happens when martial law or national emergency uh, so this was uh, citing widespread threats, right? And about uh, how the National Guard would be responsible for taking over and quelling unrest. The soldiers were reportedly told doomsday preppers will be treated as terrorists. Those of you who sit here and you seek to better your own lives and be uh, seek to be prepared for an emergency, you know, FEMA tells you to prepare for so much and all of these people because the government 
is not coming to help you. At least not in a timely fashion, if they do. Not only that, but in addition, guns will be confiscated. They have a list compiled of all the doomsday preppers that have gone public, and they plan to go after them first, which is what you said during the martial law. Right. He claimed that those in charge were acting under the belief that preppers would be the worst part of any potential civil unrest. Uh, yeah, because they also fight told, back. They were also told that any soldiers in the ranks were known as preppers would be deemed defects, and if you don't conform, they will get rid of you. Unit members were also warned not to associate with any, fold, any, any fellow soldiers who were preppers. Not only does the military reportedly plan to target preppers should mass chaos break out, uh, but our worry is that the the administration is going to do what he's going to do, and he's going to outlaw all weapons altogether. And anybody's name who's on a weapon, they're going to come to your house and try to take them. The National Guard's been used to unconstitutionally disarm law-abiding citizens, robbing them of their Second Amendment rights to keep arms. In the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, police and the military took to the streets, disarming lawful gun owners, including those who were on dry land and had plenty of store food and water. We can fast forward to uh, the, now I've shared this on our Discord, but when a leaked army manual from 2006 that was entitled Civil Disturbance Operations surfaced outlining plans to not only confiscate firearms domestically during mass unrest, but actually detain and even kill American citizens who refuse to hand over their guns. The army manual works in conjunction with Field Manual 339.40 Interment and Resettlement Operations. They have been preparing for many, many years. And the Patriot Act gave them the right to permanently and indefinitely detain you. Mix that with the COVID vaccines and the mandates that are coming. And if you doubt that, go watch uh, the Winter's Call podcast TikTok and uh, watch what they're doing in New York already. They're coming mm. for you. They're going to sit here and lock it down. 1,200. Damn. In an so, hour. <laughs> so this is coming. Now Wait, they have written... already here. Let 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 me let me point this out. I mean, you can't collect water in some places. If you collect food in, in other places, Oregon, and there's one other I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh they start asking questions, you start digging around. In Oregon, though, you can't even ra- do practice actual old school animal husbandry anymore. You right. cannot farm to table your own beef, pig, whatever you want to do. Right. And I'm sitting here going, well, shit. I mean, the best way to make sure that you can control a population is you control their food, you control their utility, and you can control everything. Well, as much as it, as much as it might suck, utilities are not necessary. But if no. you control the food supply, you control the populace. If you control the past, you control the present. And he who can, or if you control the present, you can control the past. I and mean, who he controls the past controls the future. So, now, if you're worried that, oh, you guys are just going a little crazy, allow me to sit here and introduce you to what are known as anti-hoarding laws that enable the government to take your food storage. There is a full list that I have to find. I can't find it right now, but... But is stockpiling food actually illegal? How much food can you legally store before you're considered a hoarder? There are laws in the book right now that will enable the government to take and redistribute what you have as they see fit. 
Should those circumstances actually come to pass, government will actually have the legal authority to take what you have. Unfortunately, hoarding is often misconstrued by the mainstream. Whereas common sense preparedness by stocking up with extra food is perfectly reasonable, such as a deep food pantry, food storage beyond just a few weeks, extra consumable supplies that you store, things like that. Practical common sense preparedness. We're not talking about, I need a hundred million rounds of ammunition or, you know, that kind of stuff. I get it. I get it. But right now today, if someone who's prepared for the worst by stock storing a stockpile of food you might become a target, as crazy as it sounds. You might have neighbors or people who know you've got food. And this is why OPSEC is important. Maybe they'll rat you out. Federal, state, local, National Guard, even the regular military may take your food under emergency circumstances. Given the following legality described below, uh, you're running the risk of having everything taken away from you. Alright, so these are federal, state, and emergency provisions that are already on the books. Executive Order National Defense Resource Preparedness, signed into law, or as an executive order, March of 2012. This is Section 801, Definitions. In addition to the definition of 702 of the Act uh, 50, United States Code, the following definitions apply throughout this order. Civil transportation includes movement of persons and property by all modes of transportation in the interstate, intrastate, and foreign commerce within the United States. Its territories and professions in the District of Columbia are related, pu are related public storage and warehousing, port services, equipment facilities such as transportation, carrier shop, and repair facilities. Also shall include direction, control, and coordination of civil transportation capacity regardless of ownership. Shall not include transportation owned and controlled by the Department of Defense, use of petroleum and gas pipelines, and coal slurry pipelines used only to supply energy production facilities directly. They want to control the energy, means all forms of energy, including petroleum, gas, both natural manufactured, electricity, solid fuels, including all forms of coal, coke, coal chemicals, coal liquefaction, and coal gasification. Solar wind, other types of renewable energy, atomic energy, and the production, conservation, use, control, and distribution, including the pipelines of all forms of energy. <laughs> I'm a prepper. I have solar panels. I don't actually have solar panels. But say I had solar panels. I'm trying to do my best to sit here and live off the grid and lower my electricity bills. An emergency comes in. They can yank those suckers right off of your roof. I, I don't think people realize that in martial law, your property means nothing. Not only that, but if you pay attention to the very first part, ready? It includes movement of persons and properties by all mm -hmm. means of transportation. Oh, your car? Nope, ours. Oh, you want to leave the state? Nope, ours. Oh, you want to go travel with your family down in the same state that you're in? Nope, sorry, ours. In times of martial law, they're coming for your stuff. And here's here's why I tell people, this is why I don't tell people to go get the survival food buckets unless you're making them yourselves. Here's why. Do you think for one moment that the people who sit here and want all of these resources aren't going to go to like My Patriot Supply or those types of places and get a list? 
I guarantee you they will. If you don't think that the government has the ability to go in and seize all of the records of a company, I suggest you ask the people who used who used to sell eighty uh, percent lowers for AR fifteen. The government oh. went in, took all of those records, so that they knew everybody who had bought an eighty percent lower for a ghost gun. There are many executive orders. They say here, not only does it talk about energy, but farm equipment, fertilizer, food food resources, means all commodities and products, simple, mixed, or compound, or complements to such commodities or products that can be ingested either by human beings or animals. So not only yours, oh, it also means potable water, per, uh, packaged in commercially marketable containers. All starches, sugars, vegetable, animal, or marine fats and oils, seed, cotton, hemp, flax fiber. But once it's processed, uh, any such material after it loses its identity as an agricultural commodity or product isn't included. But food resource facilities, check this out. Plants, machinery, vehicles, the farm, and other facilities required for Production, processing, distribution, and storage, including cold storage of resources. You have stuff hidden in a in a shelter. Don't let anybody know. Don't even let people know that you have a food cache because the government can seize it. This is what we mean by it's necessary to maintain OPSEC. If you have told people that you are a prepper, hide it. Hide it in different caches. If you have told people that you have a bug out area and they know where it is, hide the food. Pre-plan, pre-store. If you have places on your land that you can that you can move it, do it. But be prepared to fight and defend for it. Even if they don't think you have food. If you're on a list, if they think that you're a prepper, if they think that you're a survivalist, they are going to target you. And if it's not the federal government, state governments have the ability to do it, and so do local governments. If you sit here and you have a town, now I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take the tornado that recently happened. In a tyrannical place, right? In a tyrannical place, if they sit here and go, it wiped out our grocery stores, it wiped out our food stores, it wiped out all the food banks, it wiped out everything. We need to get food to people. The local government can say, I know that that person is a prepper. I know that that person has stored food. I'm going to go take it. And legally, in a state of emergency, they can. True. Now, I will say this. There's two things you can do to help alleviate or, or avoid this. Well, three things. One, keep your mouth shut. Two, use cash. Three, never buy everything in one spot. And teach other people skills to do the same. Because somebody who is also prepped is going to share the dirty little secret with you. Or is mm -hmm. going to share in the little dirty secret with you. Where they also have as much invested as keeping it protected as you. So that is why we do this podcast and we focus on the prepping. Because yes, we could, tell, we could come on here day after day after day and tell you, hey... This sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, and never tell you anything that needs to improve. But we try here. to give you a we try to give you a, a heads oh, up or 
small things. At, at, like use use places that people wouldn't think. Like you you brought one up. Uh, remember when I said we were talking about salt, and I brought up the old school non additive salt licks. Yeah. For hunting, no one's gonna think twice about that. Go to a feed store, get the corn that you need. No, they will confiscate the corn. Well, true, but if you buy it, you buy small amounts at several different feed stores. They, well, may they not come know, in if, fifty pound bags. So. Yeah. True, but if you buy one fifty-pound bag here and one fifty-pound bag over there, and you kept your mouth shut and didn't tell everybody you had it, more often than not, if you've paid in cash, they're not going to know exactly how much you have. Even if you don't pay it in cash, if you're buying it and it's it and it's a long procured pattern, they assume that you have chickens. If you mm-hmm. don't have chickens, this is awesome because they'll come and sit here and go, "Hey, where's your chickens?" And you'd be like, "I ate them all." Yeah, I got hungry, bro. Got that Kentucky Fried Chicken bug. They call me the Colonel for a reason. But it establishes a pattern that you have bought this before, so they don't generally. Let's let's face it. Government workers, when in a situation like this, are going to go to their lowest level of training. So they're not going to go through every single square inch of your house to look for a 55-pound bag of dog food or chicken feed. The, uh, not not to sound bad and not to get a little off off track here, but you realize that old school dry dog food actually has a lot of nutrients that you need. Yeah, it's disgusting, but if you're starving, the, the it's high useful. pro, the high yeah, pro, the high stuff, pro. yeah. Oh, what's funny is I've I've used it where you you uh, grind it up and make it into little cakes or something like that. Good done. You don't even have to. You could just eat it as the kibble if you wanted to. It's sad. I, you should never get to that point, but that's that is an option. So if you're in a place where you're starving, don't forget that your pride means nothing. Right. What Eat it, now. Now remember that that goes on the other. That goes with the negative side too. People who you think are your friends, people who think you are your neighbors, will get to that point, and they will come after your stuff if they know you have it. Obsec. Yep. Don't tell people. Yeah. I mean, in, in some regards, you and I both break OPSEC by telling people what they need to get. Mm-hmm. But on the same note, we also tell you all how to keep it. Mm-hmm. We said that, the la- uh, was it yesterday or the day before? When we made the comment, never keep all your eggs in one basket. Never Correct. bet the Never bet the house on one pony. Correct. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. I sit here and I have a cache in the places that I have caches of food in places where I used to live (laughs) that when I moved, I just never, because I still had family in that area. So I just left it there in case that it was needed, but say it's not needed and nobody has found it yet. Guess what? I have a cache of food. (laughs) So, but that is OPSEC is to keep. Let's put it this way. Keep your ears open for the news around you, but keep your head down. There is a, in the prepping and survival world, there is a skill called being a gray man. Right? It is where, it is a condition that is explained by you don't stand out on one extreme or the other. You just kind of become invisible to most people's psyche. Right. You don't dress with the like 
you know, you don't dress with the MAGA hat on. You don't wear the Trump shirt. You don't wear flashy clothing. You don't have the tact in a survival situation. The people that are the targets for people who are going to take no matter what, like we're talking the criminals already, they're going to target the people that have what I reflect, lovingly call as tactical gear. Right, they've got the expensive backpacks and the plate carriers, and there's no dust, there's no dirt on them. You know, everything is nice and shiny. Right, that dude has not trained, and that dude has never used the equipment he's carrying. If I was going to take, that's who I would take from because they have no training, and I bet you they spent all of the expensive stuff. Hold on, you got to close down my stores, damn it. But on the other side, you don't also want to dress like somebody who's totally haggard. Because then you open yourself up as an easy target. Right, because then you sit here and you make yourself less than human, and people will use you for negative things. They will use and abuse, and if you ever doubt that, I suggest you look into real history, not what they said in a fucking survival manual. Actual survival in a situation as people doing evil shit. We're talking about rape. We're talking about sexual assault. We're talking about slavery. Slavery, murder, abuse, torture. Um, yeah, all sorts of things. I mean, okay, I will put it to you that if you don't believe that being in a situation like this will will have your friends and family look at you in a completely different light and do things you would never think possible. I need only remind you of the Dahmer party. That was a family, a close knit family that moved out, got stuck in a pass and they ate each other. They actually killed each other to eat. Starvation. Being thirsty you know, and not knowing where you know your next meal is going to come from. It does something to people where that mask of civility that we keep talking about is completely removed and it becomes everything is about survival. Yep. And if you don't think that the stuff we're talking about is serious, I seriously suggest you go look at alternative news sites. Look at what they're prepping for. Look at the alt-right sites. Look at what they're prepping for. Realize that a civil war is coming, that we're already in a civil war, a cold civil war, that only needs one small spark to become hot. And then... Go look at the TikTok where they're arresting people for not having a COVID-19 pass. Look okay, at let the me news. point something out. Let me point something about that video that just angered me so much when you showed it to me the first time. They're literally coming in with flex cuffs in force for a COVID vaccine. And these fucks were nowhere to be seen when people were rioting and looting in the street. Exactly. Tells it's you where priorities not are. about the disease, it's about control. Mm-hmm. If you don't think it's coming, go look at what Austria is doing, where they're hiring people to go track down. Look at what they're doing in Great Britain, where they sit here and they have people going door to door to, what was the politically correct term that they used in the news article I read today? Oh, yes. To persuade the vaccine resistant. Or Australia. Or Canada. Or Norway, or Iceland, or Spain, or Italy. I need I keep going. Or China, where they're welding people back in their houses again. How about that one? You don't think it's coming? 
The United States, the only reason that this shit hasn't happened in the United States right now is because they remember the words of Admiral Yamamoto out of Japan during World War II. There is a blade, <laughs> there is a gun behind every blade of grass. Let's put it this way. <clears throat> just, just let's look at the sheer volume of firearms in the United States. Do you know that the largest standing army on the planet by far, it's not even close, is the American gun owner? Yeah. The United States of America, private citizens, hold more firearms than anywhere else in the world. The amount of ammunition held within the United States, they know... That if they push too far too fast, that it is going to be fuck around and discover thine fate. Pretty much. And that's what I find amusing is everybody keeps waiting for that one spark, that one action. And I keep sitting back going, you know, I'm not even going to say it blunt. Oh, no, I am. You're all a bunch of frogs in a pot of water that is slowly heating up. Perhaps. I keep telling no. you, crabs. Because no. there will be somebody who try to jump out of the bucket and somebody else will drag them back in. That that may be true, but you know, crabs at least have claws and can be useful. Uh frogs are disgusting little creatures. Um, but what I'm getting at is like they slowly heat it up and it's been going on for years now, and people are gonna notice and they're going to they're going to wait and watch until their pronouns were was and were. Right. Hold on. Okay, so a lot of this, if you wanted to know, come from the 1950, uh, 1950 War and National Defense Production Act. Right. In order to prevent hoarding, no person shall accumulate. You want to know how much you can? In excess of reasonable demands of business, personal, or home consumption. For the purpose of resale at prices in excess, that's the no... Uh, Price gouging? Yeah, no price gouging type thing. All right, but the president shall order published in the Federal Register and in such manner as he may deem appropriate every designation of materials, the accumulation of which is unlawful and any withdrawal on such designation. So using that, it is clear that the president can decree that having more than however much food they determine of food supply or whatever else is in excess of reasonable demands of business, personal, or home consumption. Under what circumstance could this be decreed? Under a state of emergency or martial law? So, you don't think it's coming? How about COVID-19 and all the stuff that's happening? All the sheeple will be all for it because most of them only have a few days of food and water in their pantry. Well, you know, what's yours is mine and what's mine is mine type of mentality. They're counting on it. They're counting on the government to enforce it. The thing is, it will be legally possible for the government to do so under declared emergency circumstances. If you're a prepared person, and hopefully if you're not, you're starting, right, who has a deep food pantry and other supplies, you risk, your risk of conf uh, confiscation exists. Depending on where you live, population dense reasons, or your proximity to military installations. 
which is why I tell people stay a hundred miles away from big cities in your bug out location and preferably a hundred miles away from the military. Now I understand that a hundred miles in a vehicle isn't very far, especially in a flying machine. Those evil things, those flying machines, right? A hey. hundred miles isn't very far away. However, they're going to focus on city centers and population centers first and then spread out. Fair. So, again, some of the biggest things you need to do. Keep your head down. Keep your ears open. Keep your mouth shut. And spread it out. Alright, so, if you have done what I have done and decided to create a fucking podcast where you just fucking tell everybody what you're doing, right? OPSEC is important, but if somebody already knows you're a prepper, like everybody on that listens to the podcast, then simply downplay what you have. Might indicate that you only have a little extra versus saying many months or more of storage. So, like, oh, you know, I got the traditional FEMA of, you know, a week, 72 hours. They, they've already told you what the number is that they believe is excessive, and it's 72 hours. Why? Because it continues to get you to come back to the grocery store. It makes you dependent on the government and its goodwill. For example, if if it ever comes up in conversation that you have stuff, then seize that opportunity to deflate what what they think you have. It's sad to even have to discuss this, but it's today's unfortunate reality. Tears already said, don't put your eggs in one basket. If you're home... Is ever searched, then they will find it. Unless you have very cleverly and effectively hidden your stuff, it will be discovered. You might consider storing a cache of supplies in other locations. Use your imagination. Hey, there's, there's, there's a rule that I was taught growing up. If you want to hide something, what you do is you take some of that stuff and you put it in an area that is not easy to find, but it's not impossible to find. So when they do find it, they think that's all there was. Agreed. I agree. Just remember, don't let all of your heart, if you're prepping and martial law is declared, don't let all of your efforts go to forcible charity as opposed to that of your free will. Forced redistribution is a form of communism. Don't let yourself be fooled that it can't or won't happen in this country because it has already happened on numerous occasions. Martial law has been declared. Natural emergencies Katrina is the one we usually focus on, but there have been others since then. People just don't pay attention to them. No. Unfortunately, they don't. Uh, those that ignore the, the past are damned to repeat it. And you, you keep telling me that history doesn't repeat, but it damn sure rhymes. Yeah. And Katrina wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but and Americans the, have short memories. I say the thing that bothers me the most about that is Katrina was not that long ago. I know that Americans have short, you know, short memories, but it wasn't that long ago. It was nowhere near as drastic as it is right now. You know, all the ports were not shut down. Food was not running out across the nation. Not everybody was locked down. Jobs, you know, jobs endangered all over. What? A disease bullshit. of less than one percent. Yeah, it, it's a it's bullshit. But they have literally bent over backwards to give the government more power to take from them. Yep. 
we're in a worse situation now than we were when Katrina hit. Now imagine all the shit that happened during Katrina, the, the cleanup and what came after and just multiply that exponentially. And that's America. Now, if you don't think it'll happen on a large scale, we need to have a talk. So I'm going to ask your question or I'm going to ask you a series of questions. How much do you remember about Katrina? I remember a lot. Uh, it was one of the biggest things. It was the first time I helped, uh, helped with a natural disaster to help clean up. Do you know how many weapons they found inside the Superdome? More than I, I care to think about, but I don't have an actual number. 13. 13? 13. That was the total number. Apparently, the media used it to make Bush look bad. Well, that's not new. They inflated the numbers of the amount of attacks. Now, there were there were attacks, there were rapes, there were that kind of stuff. But the, as bad as it was, uh, in terms of the lack of civility, the media made it worse. Okay, how about, how about this one? How many rescue helicopters, you know, you heard the stories about the people who were shooting at rescue helicopters. How many bullet holes were found in the rescue coppers or military choppers? Zero. There were none. There was none. That entire story was made up and fabricated. When I was down there, you know, the interesting thing for me was realizing that most of the danger didn't come from people. It came from those that were supposedly there to help. Yeah. Sorry. I just call it as it is. Yeah. The media. (laughs) The media, the, you know, when the National Guard was going in and with the police and taking over, you know, taking people's things from their houses, uh, taking their guns, people who were trying to defend their, their, their property from looters were getting in more trouble than the looters when they got caught. Yep. And I, I sat there and watched it. And I think that was probably the first time. And that's what triggered in my brain to always question the motive behind government helping anything. Yeah. You know, sit here and people just kind of went, uh, why are you pointing in a, a, a 50 caliber in my direction from an armored vehicle? Because you my... don't want me to look at you through a window? I'm sorry, is this a police state? Martial law was declared. It was. The fact that, I don't know what's scarier. The fact that it's usually the National Guard and not the full-blown military or the fact that Nobody batted an eye when those stories came up. The fact that nobody batted an eye when it came up because it showed the the complacency and sheer apathy. Well, how about after the Boston Marathon bombing? How they put that whole city in lockdown? Door to door, four searches, going through and looking for the bombing suspect. Nobody wanted the bombing suspect to get away. But you didn't have to see her to lock down people and keep them in their houses under threat of, you know, force. And yet, that is just preparing people. So now, we have COVID vaccines, COVID mandates. What happens when the threat Requirements. Changes? Requirements. Mandate has a bad connotation. Good. It needs to. That's what I thought. It's like a requirement doesn't. Just... 
for now, it's the mandate slash requirements. And then it's going to be the the separation of a two-tiered society. But what happens when people start to wake up? And they are. I mean, you're starting to get people who are awakening to the fact that this is a bunch of horseshit. True. And then what happens when people start to riot and the fear is gone or the fear starts to dissipate? And it should be already. Ready? Here's why. Here's my logic of why it should already be gone. Prior to Biden getting into office, all we heard was, I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. Now, this motherfucker, after putting out federal mandates, after putting out federal requirements and dictating through OSHA and all of these people that everybody has to be fucking vaccinated (laughs) and you have to show proof, the motherfucker sits here and says right before he goes on vacation, there is no federal answer. It is the problem of the states. Motherfucker! Then get rid of your mandates. It should be over. Either you don't fucking believe, and we know you don't, because we watch your little fucking peons go into a restaurant, go into a fucking party, you yourself in a goddamn store without a mask. You don't believe your own bullshit. So fuck off. You don't believe it. It should be fucking over. Fine. Give it to the fucking states. That's where it should have been to begin with. And all you people in the fucking states, rise up. Tell your governors to fuck off. Because if not, you're going to end up like fucking New York. Jesus. Yo, I made that joke about it being escape from New York. Uh-huh. But we're like a year. Right now, they are scaring children. Wait, hold on. They are scaring children in restaurants. To make a point, no, if you listen to that entire tape, no manager and no staff came up to them and asked them to leave. So you had one fucking Karen who made a phone call, said that there's unvaxxed, unmasked people in here, and they came in. There were, if you count, I counted at least 30 individuals to arrest a family, five, of which three of them were children, a six, three of them were children. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Seriously, if you ain't awake by now, enjoy your tyranny. I will not be joining you with. Either I will live in a free place and be myself and do what the fuck I want to do, or I'm going to be in the ground. There is no other path for a freedom, liberty-thinking individual. You cannot comply. If no one complies, there is no law. What's that statement I like to use so much? I will die on my feet before I live a second on my knees. Yeah. There are only there are only two paths for somebody who loves freedom. Death for God and country or live free. That's it. You know, I, I've always been curious. Everybody's talking about, like, how do we break the mandates? How do we break all this? It's like, you realize if we all just said, fuck you, and went about our daily lives, they can't arrest us all. You did? Like my song said. They can't, can't arrest us all. arrest us all. 
I think I'm going to have to put that one on TikTok. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. As a quick aside, just so you know, uh, it's 2300 Bam. Right? I know. I mean, it's interesting to me that that everybody seems to think that we get our power from the government. I'm like, you all have forgotten that in America, the government only gets its power from us. They work for us, not the other way around. But somehow, some way, you all forgot that. And now we're sitting here giving up our freedoms and our rights, all of our agency and power to a government that gives two shits about us. Yeah, they literally threw in the white flag federally. Do you know what happened? I guarantee you that this is what happened. Is that Biden was going to go give this speech about the federal mandates and all these rules and laws. He's ready to roll out. They showed him the numbers of the people that actually died and what the resistance numbers are. And went, eh, fuck it, it's in the state's hands. Oh, and you know what's interesting? I'm going to say something's going to piss off some, 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 some people, even on our own side. You ever wonder if the reason why Trump is so pro-vaccine and doesn't say anything against Fauci or Biden about mandates and things like that? You know, you want to know why? Because if he said anything, they just blame him and blame all the vaccine deaths and everything else on him. And it, watch if this was to happen, they would flip everything around. The vaccine is so deadly; it's so, it's so damaging, and it's all Trump's fault because of Operation Warp Speed. Here is. Here is my worst case scenario. Is this going to be another one of your bedtime stories that keeps me up for days? Maybe. All right, fuck it. Bring it on. I didn't write this one down yet. I need to get more details. But here's what I'm working on so far. Ready? Biden is going to return from his vacation. The Supreme Court is going to sit here and strike down the mandates. I know that's not going to happen, but this worst case scenario. Strike down the mandates. Biden's get, or they'll uphold the mandates. Biden will come back from vacation and say, you know, I think this country needs to move forward economically so we can get the engines to drive. The engines of the economy to drive. I'm going to declare victory over COVID. And the media will spin it so that all of these freedoms that we're getting back are the repeal of the Trump-era horrible botching of the virus and the vaccine rollouts and the testing failures and all of these deaths and that it was a flawed vaccine and Biden will get rid of the mandates for it and they'll give him all of the credit for all of the stuff that comes up. The The millions of lives that are saved because now they have an antidote for what happened with the vaccines. So now they have treatment for all of this. And they praise him as this great, lovable fuzzball who everybody thought was goofy and he was the giant underdog and he comes out and he saves the day. And he brings America back. And people will be so fucking happy that they don't have to wear a mask anymore. They don't have to worry about mandates. That They'll think that this is the greatest thing since fucking sliced bread. And people will eat that shit up. Can I point something out? What? There's one flaw with your with the story, and 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 it's not really a flaw because most people won't won't consider it. But any logical, rational, thinking human being would remember 
that when Trump brought up the vaccine, all the Democrats are like, I'll never take it. I'll never take it. I'll never take it. It's a poison. It's a poison. A lot of us actually agreed as well, going, no, no, that's too fast. But then the second Biden is elected, it's all, yes, the vaccines are amazing. They're wonderful. Let's pump it out. They even admitted that they actually held back on vaccine production to, to fuck with Operation Warp Speed because they didn't want Trump to get the credit for it. And then on top of that, they want to mandate it. It's like yeah. it Pfizer, admitted, Pfizer admitted to not releasing their vaccine until after the election to skew the results of the election. But see how quick they did it? Mm-hmm. And do you understand now why it's my worst case scenario? Because it'll make everything happy and he'll do it this year, beginning of the year, so that the engines of the economy can start all over because the Democrats see the fucking writing on the wall that if people are miserable, they're going to vote the other party out. I don't know. I think that it's either that or they're going to take a complete hardline approach. Yeah, well, you're not going to be allowed to. Yeah, you're not going to be allowed to vote unless you have your vaccine. That's terrifying. So back to our original discussion topic. What what's that mean for us? For OPSEC? Start means, now. It means start now. Be prepared. Get at least one month's worth of food, preferably three, and then work towards a year. But don't tell anybody. Buy it in small amounts. Here's how I did it when I the first time I built up two years worth of food. All right, I don't have that anymore because when I moved and Trump got into office and I didn't want to carry it, and I went, eh, I got time. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh. So now I'm kicking myself in the ass, but here's how I did it the first time. When I go grocery shopping, I know shit is fucking expensive. And go buy what you normally buy in terms of dry and bulk food, stuff that stores a while, at least a year, right? Buy 10%, 20% more. Store it away. Keep track of your dates. Recycle your food supply. As you eat it, you already have 10%. 10% builds up. 10% builds up. 10% builds up. In a couple of months... You're good to go. If we don't get martial law within a month, month and a half, and they wait until right before the election, you're looking at nine months. So between now and nine months, what can you do? But think, remember, you are not guaranteed tomorrow. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. We don't know that if tomorrow they're not going to sit here and lock it down and be like, done, 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 done. The past is past. Nothing can change it. The future is uncertain, but today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Oh, that's some Christmas card shit right there. I know. I got it off a Hallmark card. It's great. So with that being said, we're going to end this episode. This is actually going to be the second episode that drops today. Uh, the first one was UFOs, but we... Uh, figure that we need to put this one out because it seems like our timelines are getting even more accelerated. So I don't like it. Right. So I don't like it at all. With that being said, I'm Odin. This is Tear. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Winter's Call. And remember, be safe, be sane. And be uh, secure. Realize the government is trying to fuck you, so prepare. Love y'all. Peace. They enough KY jelly for that shit. Aha. Uh-huh. 
The Matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Are you listening to me? The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.